0: Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, Antichrist Television Blues.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, our new podcast where we, re- we review every single Arcade Fire song alphabetically, one by one per episode, every single one in the catalog. My name is Alex Panday and I am joined, as always, in All the future By Owen Heaney. Hello. So we just released our intro episode a few days ago, and if you hadn't caught that one, basically what we're doing is we're, like I said earlier, reviewing every single Arcade Fire song, one episode at a time, one song at a time. We are directly influenced by a great podcast called Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet with Rob Carmack and J.B. Clark, who we completely stole the idea from. Anyway, Owen, you want to get right into it?
0: Yeah. So first off, Someone might ask, why are we starting with Antichrist Television Blues? Could you explain,
1: Alex? So we were looking at Excel, whether it got in alphabetical order, and bracket Antichrist Television Blues is before any other A song. So this song is the eighth song on the 2007 release, Neon Bible. It was last played on May 2nd, 2008. It was a staple on the Neon Bible tour, but it hasn't really been
0: played since. A shame.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's well, well we'll get to our thoughts at the end. <laughs> uh, it was recorded. It was recorded according to Win as live off the floor of the uh, the church. They recorded Neon Bible in. Um, it's the longest song on the album, other than No Cars Go, which we'll talk about in like
0: three years. Uh, Any yeah, opening thoughts there their own? I mean nothing much that you haven't said already. The song is five minutes and ten seconds. Obviously, nice. Mm, I mean, all about the stats on this side. It's called commentary, right? And, yeah, Owen's the stats guy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, the fact that they uh, – this is one – when Alex said it was live on the floor of the abandoned church, is this is one of the only songs that was live. The other ones, they uh, either pieced together or recorded at different times, and that's what um, I think makes the song a little bit special on the album.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a fun fact before we get going. Okay. In a 2007 interview with the AV Club, Win said that uh they never really license anything for TV, but his joke is that any show that wants to play Antichrist Television Blues, he'll license it because he would think it'd be funny to hear it in that context. I what well, I mean I can't imagine who he who he had in mind that would want to take this. I
0: yeah. yeah, like uh I mean I think some people don't listen to the lyrics and kind of listen. It's a pretty catchy tune, and they put it in the really background, get, take out the, you know, Yeah, play actually, an instrumental, put, make it instrumental and put in the background of, like, a, a doctor show. I, don't know. I, I A doctor
1: show. No, no, I actually see it. Like, I'm going to get to the music later on, but it's kind of like an upbeat. Like, yeah, it could be it, like, like. It's
0: very upbeat, I think.
1: Like, the main character just realized that he lost the love of her, his life as she's getting on the plane and he's running after her. I see it. I see it. Yeah. All right. So, Owen, before we get going again, I just want to say one thing, and that's, I don't want to work in a building downtown. I don't.
0: No, no, I don't want to work <laughs> in a building downtown. Not at all.
1: All right, and on that note, let's get into the lyrics. So we got the first verse, and in all the episodes, we're going to give some thoughts, and then go through the lyrics of the song with our other thoughts and analysis intermittent, and then just, just keep going, just keep talking, whatever we really want to say about the song. So, first verse... I don't want to work in a building downtown. No, I don't want to work in a building downtown. I don't know what I'm going to do because the planes keep crashing always two by two. I don't want to work in a building downtown. No, I don't want to see when the planes hit the ground. What does that do for you, Owen?
0: So I think it starts off pretty similar to uh, Windowsill, another song on Neon Bible, and it follows the I don't want to, I don't want to, Windowsill's a I don't want to live in my father's house no more, right? Uh, Talking about Canada.
1: Which we don't want to spoil too much about now. We're going to get to it in like five years.
0: But um, it's the same, it's the idea of like, I mean, we'll talk about the speaker more as the song goes on. But Win Butler comes from, Wynn and Will both come from a different, like a background of having moved a lot, having lived in Texas to, well, Rio to Texas to um, New Hampshire to Canada, right? It's Montreal, a yeah. a lot of moving. And then I think the that kind of non-traditional um, means, shows that they, they want to live non-traditional lives. And this is the first point. Where I expect any listener is gonna say, you're wrong. <laughs> they and... didn't live in Rio. <laughs> they're not from
1: Houston. <laughs> you you actually believe they're from Montreal? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a ruse the whole time. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Wynn if you are listening to this, we have nothing but respect. Please please don't take us off the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. What about you, Alex?
1: Yeah. So I mean just try to establish the character here. This is that generally the God-fearing father attempting to hide from the televised horrors of 9/11 by—I mean, it's the theme of the whole song that we're getting into is by pushing his daughter or daughters into the like high life of uh, show business or or pageants. Um, very specifically, at a at the New York show in, or at an, a New York show on February 13, 2007, before the song, Wynn said, "This is a song about what happens when fathers grow up to manage their daughters," and giving that this verse specifically, I feel like. He's going into it. He starts off with good intentions. You know, 9-11 happened, and he's seeing the voices when they scream. They make no sound. This isn't the world he wants to live in, and this certainly isn't the world he wants to raise his daughters in. And Wynne's voice just sounds so desperate the whole time that you you really believe it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It's some, like, if you read later in the lyrics, it's he wants to change the world through his daughter, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty honorable like intention and we'll see later on whether he really reaches that intention and but uh, talking about the planes and crashing two by two as i think two by two here it has multiple means it's very uniform it's like a marching you march two by two in like army right it's a very like same as like working and building downtown very mm-hmm. uniform traditional i mean beyond the
1: fairly uh mm-hmm. fairly explicit reference to the um, yeah. september 11th attacks in yeah.
0: 2001 um, yeah, you want to go into the second verse? Okay. I don't want to work in a building downtown. I don't want to work in a building downtown. Parking their cars in the underground. Their voices when they scream, they make no sound. I want to see the city's rust and the troublemakers riding on the back of the bus. What do you want to say, Alex? So um, I've got a
1: really big overarching theme, which I'm going to get to later on. but. From this, you're starting to see him getting a bit more aggressive, like he wants to see God smite the city, he wants to see him rust. But then, I feel like a key line in this one, where it's how are we interpreting his character, is when he says that he wants to see the troublemakers riding at the back of the bus. And I really see it in one of two ways, that if we really see him as like a real good Christian man, he wants to see the troublemakers riding in the back of the bus, these racist, awful people, being given the same fate that they gave to Rosa Parks and other people once condemned. Or he actually is one of the racist, awful people and is telling Rosa Parks to stop causing trouble and go to the back of the bus. What do you think about that?
0: That is really interesting. I think it, I'm taking the term as he is a troublemaker. He wants to see the troublemakers in the back of the bus. Because I'm also reading into the parking their cars in the underground. The reason, he, like, he's working downtown. You think working downtown, you think Bay Street, you think Wall Street, right? You think he's, like, living the life of, like, a very, like, banker. But parking their cars in the underground, he is the worker. He is working for these people. He doesn't like these people. He doesn't mm. like these people downtown, right? Like, so he wants to be a troublemaker in the back of the bus. He is a troublemaker on the back of the bus. Mm. Uh, so it's like, it's neither. It's like he's riding
1: on the back of the bus with the condemned. Yeah, because he feels like he's one of the condemned.
0: Yeah, I feel like he feels low. He feels like he's below these mm. other people. He's parking their cars. Ah,
1: oh, I didn't even think of parking their cars. I thought they were parking their cars. You think it's like he's parking their cars? No,
0: because later on he talks about working a job for the minimum wage in downtown. Oh, right. I think it's parking their cars in the yeah, yeah. in the underground.
1: Okay, huh? God, you want to go into the the third verse here? Sure. All right. Dear God, I'm a good Christian man. In your glory, I know you understand that you got to work hard and you got to get paid. My girl's 13, but she don't act her age. She can sing like a bird in a cage. Oh, Lord, if you could see her when she's up on that stage. I feel like here, this is the first time he's almost explicitly mentioning God and he's pleading that, like, he knows it's not right to exploit his daughter and he's looking for God for justification. And this is a kind of common justification for your actions that can I do this in the name of God? Is it okay? Would you approve? And it's a really, really awful frame of mind that's made a lot of people do a lot of bad things is saying I'm doing it in the name of God. And in this case, his mind is almost made up. And as Wynne's voice gets more and more desperate, he's just praying to God to approve. Like if the actions are out of his hands and God told him it's okay, he wouldn't be guilty. And it's kind of twisting it to say that God told him to do it to exploit his daughters.
0: Yeah, what I see here is it's he thinks that his actions are God's will, right? And that's what he's asking. He talks to God so much. He's so that confirms his feelings, makes him feel better about what he's doing. And when uh, the line my girl's 13 but she don't act her age, that's uh, what he's putting on her. I think this is relatively close to like the um, the sexualization of youth and they talking about like a controversy with the popular show Stranger mm, Things. Yeah. These kids are like 12, 13 and like Adults are saying, "Wow, they're so attractive. Wow, they're so they're really sexualizing them." And I think that's the same thing that he's talking about doing with his daughter here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and it's like
1: all these kids that go into showbiz; you're in the public eye, and people are looking at you. And yeah, like he definitely he he feels guilty. Like he doesn't he doesn't think that this is you know a moral and fine act, and he like he's not an outright awful person just kind of doing this because he's exploiting his daughter he's just desperate and I feel like that's an indication of the era something that I mean I'll get into a lot more later on but it was a desperate
0: time um, yeah mm-hmm. no, I'll move on to the next one then you know that I'm a god-fearing man you know that I'm a god-fearing man but I just got to know if it's part of your plan to seat my daughters there by your right hand I know that you'll do what is right, Lord, for they are the Latin, for they are the lanterns, and you are the light. What do you get from that? Um, obviously more and more religious themes, right? It's it's almost biblical, right? Like um, sacrificing his child for God, and like <laughs> I, I can't, I'm not a, I didn't study the Bible. Kind of
1: like kind of like a song we're gonna be discussing uh, later on called uh, Abraham's Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, but like it's, uh, I can still mention here because it's very applicable. But that is a, it's a story of Abraham, right? And he's on the uh, cliff and he's asked God. God told him to, uh, yeah, to
1: sacrifice Isaac if my uh,
0: 13 years of Catholic education is uh, serving me right. Yeah. So in the same way, this is he's a God-fearing man and he, 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 he makes it seem as if it's God's plan for his daughter to be famous, to, to sing, to, to, to be in the public eye. And that he's doing it as God-fearing, which I think is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, like, he's yeah he's twisted it to the point now where, like, oh, God, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this isn't a great thing. But, hey, if you know, if you say she's your glory and, and that's what you think, I guess we're doing it. Um, he's saying, like, we're a vessel of your will. And I'm starting to convince myself that you've confirmed that this is what you want to do, that you want to shine through her.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah,
1: for sure. So, now I'm overcome by the light of day. My lips are near,
0: but my heart is far away. Tell me what to say. I'll be your mouthpiece. So, what I've been noticing in earlier verses, which I haven't mentioned yet, but I'll mention here, is he follows a uh, five lines in a verse, in general, five, six. But it goes non-rhyming first line then three lines in a row rhyme and then non-rhyming last line and like what that creates i think is like it's a really smooth rhythm and it's very it puts the focus on those words and it's like in this case it's very like it's happy words it's like day and say and just i don't know it's um it brings it back to like what we've been talking about before and uh specifically to talk to the context of this is uh he asks is like does um he's faking it almost to himself to make himself feel better to to believe it's god's will and um th- that's kind of like the light of day that's his light this is like what he's following right his light of his day i don't know what do you think else
1: yeah yeah like when it says overcome by the light of day he's like this is god's light in his eyes and he's convinced himself that god told him yes and like when he says he's talking but his voice is far away I feel like he still hears his voice and that kind of moral code deep down. And he isn't completely sure, but he's convinced himself. um, And when it says the mouthpiece, like he isn't completely in it. He needs more words. But at this point, it's like um, it's getting more to the Abraham and Isaac where he's convinced himself God wants him to do this. And he doesn't want to do it from the point of, I think I need to do this to do what's right. God is okay, And like he's fully convinced himself here.
0: I'll get, I'll get the next one for sure. Into the light of a bridge that burns, as I drive from the city with the money that I earned, into the black of a starless night, I'm staring into nothing, and I'm asking you why. Lord, will you make her a star so the world can see who you really are? Now, this is very interesting because it's as if the girl is – she represents God now. It's like since, she's, since it's God's will to make her a star – then she is like a representation of God. She's a proof of God. Like his faith is built on her ability to gain fame. And that's obviously very weird and twisted and wicked. So I don't know. What do you think, Alice?
1: Yeah. um, uh, At this point, going off even before, he's starting to get mad at God to the point of saying, why are you making me do this? It's out of my hands. You know, I'm washing my hands of the guilt. At this point, like, um, like, why Why are you making her a star? You know, she's my little girl, but at the same time, you know, he's just having this conversation with with God, but these are not, you know, this isn't what God's saying to him. It's just kind of him convincing himself
0: to do it in the name of God. Yeah, also, like, before he was talking, he was overcome by the light of the day, and now he's into the black of a starless sky. Those are two, like, varied, like, it's the same twisted actions but his like I think we'll see as he's about to turn wicked right his like realization is about to come it's like with the darkness comes his realization realization that the wickedness is like within him not within God
1: yeah so going on to the next verse "Little little girl you're old enough to understand that you'll always be a stranger in a strange strange land the men are gonna come when you're fast asleep so you better just stay close and hold on to me If my little mockingbird don't sing, then daddy won't buy her no diamond ring. So, for me, this is a big turning point in the song, and the point when, I mean, my biggest point for this song is now there's enough lyrics to say it. So, the title is in brackets. Um, Originally, so there's an alternative title. People sometimes refer to it as Building Downtown. But a bigger rumor was that it was originally supposed to be Joe Simpson, bracket, Antichrist Television Blues but it was too long to fit on the label. Although when asked by the AV club in 2007 about whether this was the original title, Wynn just laughed and said, no comment. And so Joe Simpson was the father of Jessica and Ashley Simpson, who were um, child stars. But I'm fine with it not being specifically titled Joe Simpson, because even though everything we've been discussing now, I don't think it's about a father and her daughter in show business. I think it is a really big metaphor for Neon Bible, the whole thing, a lot of it is very political. It is um, after funeral, which we'll get to eventually, um, of them growing up, this now adult life, and seeing everything that's happening in the world, and finally having opinions on things like politics. And I think this song is a metaphor of the time, the Bush era, and the Iraq war, and the concept of God being on your side. And so the daughter has all these abilities and the father is looking for justification from God to exploit them. I really hear that as when and the rest of them going that like we have a very capable, vulnerable population. God, give us your approval to go to war. Like let's exploit this fear and exploit this, uh, just this post um, September 11th attack mindset and let us go to war. Um, let me, let me God like, let me convince the people that God's on our side here. What, what do you think about
0: that? Well, that's a lot. I, can you bring me back? You said th- this had something to do with the brackets as well. What were you saying about the brackets?
1: Well, that originally it was uh, – or allegedly it was Joe Simpson. Oh, and then bracket. open bracket. Yeah, yeah. Then, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: So th- this isn't the main title even. This is more of a subtitle that turned into the main title, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what I think about that, I think it's there's a lot there. I do. I differ in opinion a bit. I think it is. I think it was written about Joe Simpson. Sure, you can. I think you can pull metaphors from that, but I think it is largely about managers who. When said, right? A manager should never you should never manage your own child. It it turns out very badly, right? Because it turns out to the point of like, you have competing interests, right? You have, what what a parent should be doing, mainly overall, I think, is teaching your child compassion. But do you teach them, how do you teach them compassion at the same time as you're teaching them profit-seeking, right? Like you're teaching them to be interested in money and fame. It's like, at what point does things like compassion and learning and other things fall to the side? I think that's like they're they're showing how like this relationship just becomes so twisted and wicked between the father and daughter in this I think so I don't know that's what I think.
1: But. No, 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 definitely. Um like I agree with all of that and I mean just for me, as I was going through the lyrics, I mean that's like what I was going initially, but then more and more that I that I read into it and thought about the era that I really like that metaphor a lot of their songs we'll get to eventually are like beyond sort of the the surface meaning Mm -hmm. um and i feel like this really the the band's ability as songwriters really shines through here in that there's this is the metaphor for for the time and the exploitation and i mean like bob dylan in a song with god on our side um always kind of asking the question do we have god on our side and
0: going to war with god on your side Okay, I think we should keep moving through the song here. For we, sure. We for still sure. have a lot of song left. Long, long song. Yeah. Well, Okay. all right. What is uh next Dear verse? God. I can go through it. Yeah. Dear God, would
1: you send me a child? Oh, God, would you send me a child? Because I want to put it up on the TV screen so the world can see what your true word means. Lord, would you give me a sign? Because I just got to know if I'm wasting my time.
0: See, this is... Um it's again it's quite biblical it's like would you send me a child it's mm-hmm. this i think of this when i think of this verse i think this verse was thought of or was from the speaker's perspective from the the dad's perspective it's it was thought before he had the child right before and it shows his true intentions in having a child it wasn't to like love them and do fatherly things it was to gain fame and money and power out of them because he no longer wants to be low he no longer wants to be parking cars in the underground he wants to live the life of luxury and he asked god to send him a child as a vessel to get him there
1: yeah definitely um like give me this tangible wholesome extension of myself and Help me convince the world that these wrongdoings are justified as I've convinced myself. Which, I mean, for me, like, more and more just drives down the theme of it being a metaphor for um, sort of the United States government in the really vulnerable, I suppose, like, childlike state of just fear and um, sadness after the attacks. Uh, and I feel like they both go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Like, that—that that is... It's really interesting because this song is definitely written with with perspective it was written mm-hmm. in well released in 2007 so written and i think it was they wrote it all in one year right or under a year in the church probably yeah and um well, so someone right now is like yeah i've been listening for
1: 20 minutes and they just they don't know what year it was this and i'm never listening to this podcast again zero
0: stars <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's getting a zero on yelp <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, podcast yelp <laughs> but um i think so it has perspective right so Two thousand and one, nine uh, eleven, um, Bush reelected two thousand four, and then two thousand six. Let's say it's, uh, songs written. So that's like it's like it, it really gets to see that kind of like five years post, like how the country reacted, how it came together, and whether and how. And as Alex says, he thinks the, the how the government kind of like twisted or kind of used that kind of innocence or reaction to the, such a devastating effect.
1: Yeah. Uh, tragedy. But No, definitely. Um, you want to take the next one? Okay. Now I'm overcome.
0: Now I'm overcome by the light of day. My lips are near, but my heart is far away. Now the war is won. How come nothing tastes good? Now this, I think, is where the blues in television blues comes in <laughs> but right,
1: um right, yeah, adding
0: up the antichrist yep uh, mm-hmm. television yep ah blues blues can't wait for the bracket <laughs> <laughs> um what I got what I'm getting is like nothing tastes good it's like that is like that is a depression like kind of like he, he doesn't sure he's getting the fame now but he doesn't like appreciate it. he doesn't enjoy it he doesn't like enjoy it like he thought it would he's like nothing tastes good uh, what do you think
1: yeah, like he's accomplished what he set out to do. You know, the the war is one, as explicit as you can say it, and he's exploiting his daughters. But and and to extend in my metaphor, like you're exploiting the vulnerability of the country. But deep down, this uh, the speaker was never completely on board with this and knew that it wasn't moral, and it's catching up to him. Uh, they don't feel completely morally justified yet.
0: I have written in here. It's uh. This section here is Regine's amazing vocalizations. Mm, yeah, it goes like it goes up and down, and it's yeah quite impressive.
1: Like the uh, the the tension really really builds. Um, just a side note, if you can hear the music in the background, it's because we are at CITR <laughs> at the University of British Columbia, where both of us uh, both of us go to school, and uh, it's a shared studio. There's three audio booths, and we're just great to have the opportunity and great to see other students doing things like this and yeah university of british columbia vancouver british columbia canada all right um i i got this one i mean uh, i'll go i'll go two in a row i could i could even
0: go three in a row like if you have something in between all right just go go on this one yeah i'll go Uh, you're such a sensitive child oh you're such a sensitive child i know you're tired but it's all right i just need you to sing for me tonight you're going to have your day in the sun. You know God loves the sensitive ones. Oh my bright, oh my little bird in the cage, oh my little bird in the cage. I need you to get up for me, up on that stage and show them that men you're old for your age. Now ain't the time for fear, but if you don't take it it'll disappear. So um talking about this one is who who is God in this case? I think God could be like the audience, I think and like of of it's like the uh the the dad has been is he, is he asking the audience whether his daughter like it's the, it's the it's public it's the public's will that his daughter become famous, right? Because it's like they're the ones who decide. It's like the public is kind of like god in this case. And I think that um you know god loves the sensitive ones. The public loves the sensitive ones. The public loves a a, a case where a child is young and and very um uh, and, like
1: the child is just everyone's metaphor for innocence Yeah, innocence and, yeah that's why I want and anytime there's a wrongdoing the public just jumps like uh like last year when there was the boy who um was brought to jail because they thought his alarm clock was a bomb or yeah. this year when there was the um the the boy who was bullied and they, his mother posted the video of him crying and everyone just jumped at it because Everyone identifies with a child because everyone was a child, and and sees just the innocence and inability to protect yourself from the world. Yeah,
0: I agree. And then, so talking about my oh my little bird in the cage, this one is obviously the bird. The bird is meant to sing, and the birds are made to sing in the wild. They sing free and sing, and they enjoy it. But as soon as you trap it and put it in the cage and tell it to sing, that's it's a very different song. It's a different tune, and I think that's what he's what they're getting to here is. That the the dad is taking the child and like really put restraints on it and like it no it's no longer enjoyable right it's 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 a show it's a show for the public it's a show for God and that's that's why I think here and and then they also say and show the men that you're old for your age that's again he's forcing this maturity on her he, he thinks that she is mature for her age he thinks that she wants to show the world that she's mature for his, her age but really he's forcing it on her right uh, yeah.
1: De- definitely. He's forced, well, I mean, she's a child and all of this, the whole song, he's been forcing these things on her and it's just being more and more explicit. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely have everything that you were just saying there. And then going in uh, the political metaphor, I see it as like, yeah, we've been knocked down, we've been crippled, but show the world that we're still strong, that we're still beautiful, and that, you know, we're th- I'm telling the, the public and sort of telling God that we're the blessed poor downtrodden realize that and show the world that we're still the nation we once were even before the attacks and look it's our job to police the world we're not going to let this stop us um especially with that now ain't the time for fear but if you don't take it it'll disappear that's almost like um the first bit from the oh my little bird and then the show your man show the men and you're not old for your age he's saying it to the to the daughter but then The now ain't the time for fear. If you don't take it, it'll disappear. Is almost he's saying it to himself. Like, uh, he doesn't want to exploit his daughter, but but this is the time. He can't, like, the time's going to pass and it needs to happen now. I agree. Yeah, so going forward, um, Oh, my little mockingbird sing. Oh, my little mockingbird sing. I need you to get up on the stage for me, honey, and show the men it's not about the money. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a little thing here, but I see now that This is like when they were saying that, oh, we didn't go into Iraq because of oil. We're doing this or money. We're doing this for the weapons of mass destruction. And that's I really see this that like it's not about the money. We're not doing this for oil or money. We're doing it because we're in the moral right. And and these are the people that hurt us. And, you know, we're strong. We're beautiful and show everyone that we're not we're not doing this for any personal gain. We're doing it because because you have this gift that you can give the world and um. That like you're the light, you're God's light, and just by virtue of that, you need to show the world, and just by virtue of that, that's why you're doing it because you think it's
0: the morally right thing to do. So I have something to say. Even like it kind of shows the depth of the songs and how much of an idiot I am. I just realized something as I'm going through it now, and that's um. Well, that's oh, why we're doing this. <laughs> oh, my little mockingbirds sing. It's reference to a nursery rhyme. The nursery rhyme is, um, yeah. Mo, um, I uh, I got in my head. It's a uh, daddy's going to buy you a mockingbird. Dad, daddy's going to...
1: And if that mocking mockingbird bird don't, don't sing, daddy's going to buy you a diamond, diamond ring. ring. Which which, which is, is earlier in the song. Yeah, word for word that, yeah, if my little mockingbird don't sing, then daddy won't buy her no diamond ring. And I mean that like, it even more so just speaks to, to the fact that this is a child and that he's using a nursery rhyme. And they're so in like that. They still... Hear the nursery rhymes, and it just it just furthers the the exploitation, and yeah, and
0: then just like how disgusting
1: this person is,
0: and uh, as as he says, and show the men it's not about the money. That's it just shows that the dad can kind of lie to himself again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like that that's what what I got out of that. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, we're in the final stretch now. The Want to hold a mirror up to the world so they can see themselves in my little girl. Do you know where I was at your age? Do you have any idea where I was at your age? I was working downtown for the minimum wage, and I'm not going to let you just throw it all away. I'm through being cute. I'm through being nice. Oh, tell me, Lord, am I
0: the Antichrist? So uh, we'll get right back to this after our small break. Yeah, we'll be right back with more Arcade Fire.
1: And we're back with more Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. So what'd you think of that last verse there, Owen?
0: I think this is one of the most powerful verses in the entire song. And the way the song ends is, it's a very abrupt ending, right? He mm-hmm. goes, Oh, tell me, Lord, am I the Antichrist? And everything End. stops, yeah. Right? And uh, I think that's because of like it's this is him talking to his daughter as the person he really is. This isn't him lying, this is like the truth. And the truth is, is that uh he he started at the bottom. He started working downtown for the minimum wages parking cars in my opinion and uh he wants to get to the top and this is how he saw his way to the top and he tells his daughter that do you know where i was at your age um and then then he, then he asks the lord it's a uh, am i the antichrist because he realizes he realizes what sort of bad like just, what he's known all along what he's known all along and but finally it's like a he tells it to himself he tells it to, to, to god i also want to talk about um I want to hold up a mirror to the world so that they can see themselves inside my little girl. So that's like the little couplet, or not a couplet, a little two lines in, um, before this nah, verse. It's just a couplet. Well, it doesn't have to rhyme. It's a couplet. I guess the no. couplets don't have to rhyme. No, they don't. Nah. <laughs> we, we just lost another listener there. We got that one wrong. Of the five that started, yeah, we're, it's like we're down in, to two. <laughs> right now, it's just like you and I, and then like our parents. Yeah thanks mom yeah thanks mom <laughs> so uh, this one is um, so that they can see themselves inside my little girl is it shows the power of art and music it shows that it's a reflection of like what we are as a society and like that this girl's singing is kind of like what she sings about and how it sings is it's like a, it's the mirror it's a mirror of the world. And I think that when you look at, like, look at a song from now and look at a song from 50 years ago, you can kind of compare what was society like. The same way if you look at a painting from now and look at a painting from 200 years ago, you kind of look at these differences to see where we've moved. And that is kind of like a holding up a mirror to the – if you want to hold up a mirror to the world, you should look at our our artists.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to go too much into it now, but it's interesting how some of these themes, like just this whole holding up the art to the world – and seeing the reflection, you know, is coming to on Reflector, which we're going to talk to you about eventually. But um, that, so the songs are kind of based in other songs. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, this is the, uh, this is like my daughter and I, and we are the defining, you know, art or, or, metaphor for our generation. Like we are the defining, we are it for our generation. We're going to be what's remembered. Um, and he wants to hold her up so everyone can see that because he believes it. And he thinks that, you know, once again, God vest God's vessel and he wants everyone else to see that. Um, yeah. And then in my metaphor, I see this as, I mean, the minimum wage, like he's looking back, they're looking back that the, you know, it's the same thing right now. I mean, which we don't want to get into too much because after all, we, in, we are in Canada and most of our, you know, impressions of this are fairly uneducated and biased, but the same sort of <laughs> thing right now. Uneducated
0: and biased. That's going be the title of my biography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole, like, you know,
1: idea of people saying make America great again, they look back and then this as well, that the idealized version of the post-war American dream that, like, I was working for the minimum wage. I fought in a war. I bled for my country and I came back and through nothing but the sweat of my brow and like, you know, the strength of my back that I overcome, like every single possible hardship. And I brought us where we are today exclusively on my own. And, and if anyone, you know, isn't able to do that, they're not as like any problems I have are because of someone else, because I was able to do this on my own and it completely changes the mindset again twice. The first time where now he's saying, I'm not gonna let you ruin this for me. We are going to do this. Like, um, I'm not gonna let you just throw it all away. I'm through being cute. I'm through being nice. That it's no longer like like God is telling me to do this. You're going to do this. And, but then the second one is that there's the final realization that, you know, is he the antichrist? Is are his deep kind of impressions uh, that nothing tastes good they've kind of built up to the point where he is sort of he's putting a name to it he's not just saying like oh yeah like is nothing tasting good or my lips are far away he's saying am I the antichrist am I like was everyone else kind of right all along that I am exploiting my my daughter or 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 the country Um, and then as soon as he does it just cuts off yeah Mm -hmm. there's the song what do you think do we get to do my favorite part now? Um, the the music? Or I, I, before we do a rating. Um, wait, is that your favorite part? The rating is my favorite oh. part. Um, I was going to say, musically, like it's a very, very simple chord progression. Like it's just G, C, and D. Um, and it's mostly just Wynn's vocals and instruments are just kind of atmospheric. But like Wynn makes the desperation. Uh, like you really believe him. And it's something he does very well on a lot of songs is that the way his voice is like, not whiny, but desperate, I yeah. mean, like I was saying. And, like, like scared that – not not scared, but, like, like sort of on edge. And I mean, there's no better way to syn- syn- make a synonym for <laughs> desperate. Um, and, like you were saying about Regine's vocals, and I really think uh, Sarah Newfield's violin in the background, it's like they're Shout out to Sarah su- Newfield. Yeah, shout out to Sarah from, Newfield.
0: I'm from Vancouver Island. She's from Vancouver Island. Yeah. yeah. Shout out.
1: I'm, I'm from Vancouver, um, Coquitlam, actually, which is for anyone, if anyone's listening, not from uh, our extended families. Coquitlam is a suburb of Vancouver, and Vancouver Island is um, just about an hour away on the ferry. Sarah Newfeld, if if you're listening, yeah, shout out. Shout out. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, like all of the, the background music uh, instruments and vocals are prevalent and driving, and, you know, they crescendo, and... Just build up all of the tension to the point when the tension of the song is built up that, you know, from uh, God send me a sign, uh, God, why do I have to do it? You're telling me to, telling the daughter, do it. And to the point that as soon as all that tension is resolved in realizing that he's the Antichrist or thinking that he might be the Antichrist, it's just done. All the music is done. Yeah, so there's the song. So at the end of every episode, we're going to rate each song out of five. And we're going to come up with some sort of metric, which we'll get into a second. But when we say we're rating it out of five, this is uh, relative to Arcade Fire's discography. So we could give a song a one, and that could still be, like, better than... Friday, by Rebecca Black. I mean, we just lost another listener. (laughs) That's my favorite song. (laughs) I'm done with this podcast. Um. Yeah, so it could be – a one could be much, much better, um, but it's relative. Like if something's a five, it's then a uh, – It's a really good Arcade Fire it's a really, song. Yeah, it's like a 10 out of 10 Arcade Fire song. Um,
0: I don't, do you have, a, do you have a, good, uh, a good metric for this one? I was thinking uh, I'd give this song a three and a half child stars out of four. Oh, I was going to go like lyrics straight from the song. Oh, sorry. But yeah. uh, here,
1: I mean, going off that note though, uh, you give it three out of five caged
0: birds. Yeah, three out of five caged birds uh, – yeah, three and a half out of five cage Cagebirds. Okay, three so. and a half, yeah. I think um, it's above average Arcade Fire song.
1: Okay, see, I <laughs> I fundamentally disagree. Oh, wow. For me, this is a five. Oh, like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is a five-star song, and I know I'm going right into it, yeah, like well, opening up first episode. Everything is
0: literally downhill from here. You realize that? Well, not necessarily. I mean, we got
1: a uh, next episode is going to be a very Arcade Fire Christmas, and there's going to be fives after fives after fives <laughs> left to see. Um, as we call this show, uneducated and biased. <laughs> uneducated and biased, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have five out of five cage birds, and you got the three out of five? Yeah. All right, well, I mean, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks,
0: Mom. <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks, Mom. Uh, if you made it
0: this far, you're one of the nicer people in the world.
1: Yeah, and we just have to say, like, so we, we've advertised a bit, and as soon as we put the first thing on the internet, we got... Countless phone calls from Wynn saying, "Can I be on the podcast?" And Win, if you're listening, no. Like, we're talking about your stuff. We don't want you on the podcast. Yeah. Like, stop calling us because we know we'd have to do you on the chemistry episode. If yeah. you're gonna do anything, you'd have to be on chemistry. So just Win, just stop calling us. We just want to do our podcast normally. Um, Sarah Newfield, if you want to come on, if any you, second, yeah, any any second, we, we'd love to have. We a can fellow talk about British Mount
0: Columbia. Washington? All these other, yeah. yeah god bless
1: british columbia anyway um thanks for listening we look forward to seeing you or uh having you join us for our next episode which is going to be a very arcade fire christmas from their christmas album anyway thanks for another great episode be great
0: hashtag be great yeah
1: thanks everyone